Hello, dear listeners. You are listening to The Gift of Gab with Karen D. Adams. Our season two, episode two, was titled, Why They Call Me Nine Lives, Testimonies of Daniel L. Adams, Part One. This episode entailed several death-defying testimonies of how God has kept him alive. This is episode three, which is a continuation of these powerful testimonies. If you haven't experienced part one, I would advise you to check it out before you listen to this episode, which is part two. Trust me, you will want to hear it from the beginning to the end. So that I could be prepared to go to work the next morning. 
and so that I would not keep having to stop at the stores on the way back, I picked up like a, a, a six pack of uh, zero sugar drinks and a, a little cooler and a bag of ice. And I remember I put them in there and I put them in the back seat. And I, I figured, well, when I stop to use the restroom, I'll you know grab a drink. Lo and behold, I had to stop and use the restroom a lot more than I anticipated. I'm thinking that I would at least be able to get out of the state of uh, Florida before I got to go to the bathroom. But nonetheless, I had to go to the bathroom twice before I even left Florida, before I crossed the Florida line. Then when I got to Georgia, I had to go three times. I'm like, what is going on? I'm not drinking that much liquid. But lo and behold, saints, I did not know that my blood sugar level was already over 1,100. Already. I didn't even know what was going on with me. I had no clue. All I knew as I kept having to use the restroom. So it was like, almost like to me, it seemed like every 10, 20, 30 miles, I, I better be looking for a restroom or being able to pull over to the side of the road. It was that much pressure. So I, I didn't know, I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. I had no clue. All I knew is that I need to get myself back to Charlotte so that I could be prepared to go to work the next day. And I knew I had to do it tonight because if I'm still on the road when I'm supposed to be at work, I'm late. So anywho, I continued on up the road and finally I got back to Charlotte after using the bathroom somewhere in the area of 10, 15 times, which is like unheard of especially for me. But nonetheless, I made it back. I got the stuff out of the car. I remember sitting down on the, the couch. I called my wife and let her know that I made it home safely and everything. Um, and I, I'll be going to work in the morning. So, And I said, I'm going to sit here on the couch for a little while, and then I'm going to get up and go to bed. Well, needless to say, I never made it to the bed. I never made it to the bed. I sat down on the couch, and that's why I remained until the next morning. Now, what woke me up, I know was nothing but God Almighty. Because I was in a deep sleep, I heard myself snore. Mm. So I'm like, uh, why am I still out here on the couch? not even realizing, not even knowing, not even detecting that something is terribly wrong. I could have died. I should have been in a coma at a minimum with my blood sugar so high and I still did not even know, did not even have a clue. 
And I recall waking up, it was about 4, 4.30 in the morning. I got up and I went and took my shower and stuff. I didn't have to be at work until 6.30, but I was up a couple of hours before that and I used the restroom, I recall, twice before I even left the house. And when I got to work, I felt sluggish. I felt like I had not slept all night. And I know that I fell asleep on the couch. My hands and, and neck were like trembling, like I was cold. And I'm like, what is this? What is this? Still not knowing, not having a clue that something was wrong in my system. And I recall we went out on the truck to do our job and I did not even feel like getting out of the truck, which is highly unusual for me. But my coworker just took it as just tired. You, you, you came straight back. You, you tired, D. And I took it as, yeah, you're right. I must be tired. Man, I must not have got no sleep. I sat up in the truck. He went and did what we were supposed to do on the job. And when he finished that, he came to the truck. I was on the passenger side. He came to the truck and knocked on the door because I guess he saw that I was laying up against the door as if, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at home or something. But what I did not know is that I was slumped down laying up against the door. So when he opened the door, I practically fell out on him. And he said, uh, uh, yo, D, uh, we, we, gonna go get something to eat, bro. And I said, cool, cool, cool. You know, like, yeah, yeah, I could do that. I remember. I said, yeah, yeah, I could do that. And so, he closed the door back. I didn't even get out the truck. He closed the door back and went and got in the driver's seat, drove us to the um, China Buffet. We had the China Buffet. I walked in, okay. I sat down. But when I sat down, I didn't really feel like getting back up to go get um, my food and stuff. And the wait I remember the waitress had asked what, what was I drinking? And I said, let me get a, 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 a sweet tea and a water, please. And I was looking at my head and my head was moving by itself. And Mike was looking at me and he said, uh, you, you okay, D? I, I said, I think. I, I, I guess I, I, I He said, you ain't looking too good, man. And when he said, I'm not looking too good, I was thinking to myself, well, maybe I need to go to the bathroom and look and see for myself you know, being in front of the mirror. And let me tell you, I tried to get up out of that seat. I did not even have enough energy to get up out of the seat. My coworker, bless his heart, 
He said, you need you needed some help, did I said, nah, nah, I'm good. Nah, nah, I'm good. Mm. He said, you don't sound right, man. He said, you don't sound like yourself, did Not even knowing that I was in the shadow of death. Mm. I literally was walking in the shadow of death unknowingly not knowing what's going on i know something ain't right but i didn't know how serious it was. i did not know mm. i had i didn't have a clue so did did you try to eat anything yes i tried to eat and when i put i remember i had some green beans on the fork and when i picked the green beans up my hand began to tremble so bad that it shook the green beans off my fork. Mm. My co-worker was looking upon, looking on me and he said, uh, OD, he said, let me, let me help you, man. Let me help you. This young man actually took the time to try to feed me. Mm. I don't know about you, but I know to me, I felt embarrassed. I could not even feed myself. And he did it without question. He, he, he didn't say, yo, what's wrong with you, man? You can't be just, you know, that's, that's. He didn't make me feel bad. He just said, yo, D, I'm going to take you to the hospital, man. I didn't know what was wrong, but he was right. Something was wrong. Something was terribly wrong. I was looking death in the eye and did not even know it. I didn't have a clue. But God, God used that young man to get me the help that I needed. And when it was all said and done, he said, we had the hospital day. I didn't even know. Mm. All I remember was we was we was eating trying to eat at the turning buffet. That was the last thing I remember. And he said, we're at the hospital day. I remember trying to get out of the truck of my own accord. He said, hold on, D, hold on, hold on, man, I'm coming. He jumped out of the truck and ran around there to help me get out of the truck. He said, hold, hold right here, D. He said, sit right here, don't move. Sit right here, man. He said, I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna go get uh, a wheelchair. That young man helped me as if, as if I was in his flesh and blood. Mm, 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 mm. He didn't have to do that, but he did. Mm. He called our supervisor and let him know what was up and what was going on. He said, uh, uh, I, I got D, he get, he's at the hospital. 
And he said, I, I think they're going to admit them. I don't know what's wrong with them, but I think they're going to admit them because he couldn't even walk in on his own accord. When they wheeled me into the hospital, my supervisor had come right before they called me to go back. And he said, don't worry about nothing, man. It's going to be all right. Don't worry about nothing. He said, we got you. We got you. It's, it's all right. Don't worry about it. They rolled me back. Go figure. They took my vitals. And I heard the nurse tell one of the other attendants, she said, his blood sugar is over 1,100. Mm. And the, the guy that she told it to said, and he's not in a coma? Wow. He said, we've had blood sugars lower than that, and they come in in comas. Mm. He said, this, this, this gentleman is not in a coma? I was sitting there in the wheelchair listening to them talk about me. But I, I, I still didn't know what they were talking about. And I felt like I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't get up and walk out. I couldn't do nothing. Mm. But sit there. My head was slumped over because I didn't have enough strength to hold it up. Mm. But God. But God. When I think back over my life, and I think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed. I've got and I am a living testimony. Amen. Woo! Jesus. Out of God. God we serve. Y'all, if you ain't right, you better get right. <laughs> so the next thing we got on the list is that you were working um, for a cleaning service and, and your work van tire blew out while you were on 77? Tell us about that. Well, I was on my way to a um cleaning site and going down 77 like I usually do whenever I go out that way and I was probably running roughly around 60, 62 miles an hour so I know I was going faster than 55 without a doubt and as I was going uh, south on 77 getting it, trying to get to the job trying to get there before midnight and so I could get get in there and get started and get it done. The van that I was driving started wobbling. Like, what is that? Not even knowing 
that I had already blown a tire and I'm pretty sure I probably had the tire probably had blown probably about a mile back mm. but I was steady going it didn't even slow down and I started hearing this this thumping and the van started swaying a little now here I am traveling down the highway down 77 at 60, 62 miles an hour and the driver's side rear tire blows out mm. the tire's already blown out but I'm still going still getting and and it was almost as if I was uh, moved to pull the van over. Like you were physically, like yeah, somebody like, physically like moved. Somebody was was moving me. Like you, you gonna, you gotta pull it over. But look to the rear. The tire was literally looking like it should have come off the rim. It was that flat. So how is it that I was able to move safely to the side of the road and that van not flip? Mm. At the speed I was going, tire blows out, and the vehicle don't flip, ain't nothing but God. There's no other explanation. No other explanation. So from my notes, this happened a second time? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. This, this time I was on, on my way up 85 and heading 85 uh, north to take the van back to its uh, parking spot. <laughs> and lo and behold, this time it was the other side rear tire. And of course, my speed limit was in excess of 65. And I know this for a fact because I was trying to get there. <laughs> I was trying to get there with quickness because <laughs> I had something else that I, I needed to do. And nonetheless, lo and behold, in route, tire blows out. This time, the van actually shifted. Mm. When the tire blew, the van shifted, causing me to, you know, hold the steering wheel tighter and try to turn turn the van into uh, my left instead of going to the right. Because it, when it shifted, that could have caused me right there for that van to flip right on over. Because it was pulling you to the right. Exactly. Mm. And I'm trying to go left, but it's pulling to the right, telling me, yo, hey, you got a problem back here. But I didn't, I didn't know right away. And so as I'm going down the road, it, it starts really bumping real hard on my right rear. I'm like, not again. <laughs> That's what I said, <laughs> not again. And anyway, I pulled on over to the right. I, I gave T a call and let him know, hey man, <laughs> you ain't gonna believe this. Got another flat. Nonetheless, long story short, Got the tire changed, got the van to where it was supposed to be. Stories about how he spared me so many times. And how the name Nine Lives was attached to my life. When God does something, we might not understand it. We might not even want to go through it. 
But when he brings us to it, that was scratch. I'm not talking about I lost limbs and, and, and fingers and toes. He brought me through without a scratch. Mm. When I should have died. Yeah. Now the last thing I have on this list is the Jeep Liberty tire mangled. <laughs> Tell us about that. Well, this time I was working for a construction company. And on my way to work, as usual, early in the morning, going up 85 northbound. I might have been running a little behind, but the pedal to the metal, and I rode on it, not even thinking, not even concerned with the condition of my vehicle. Little did I know, I wasn't going to be able to make it, but that didn't stop me from trying. Uh, going up 85, once again, about 66, 67 miles an hour, I was getting not even going to try to deny it or try to front. I was moving. <laughs> because I was trying to get to my destination within a time limit. But as I was going, I heard and what had happened was my lower ball joint would connect my tire rod ends to the wheel and snapped. Oh, boy. Snapped in two. Mm. Which if you know anything about those those tie rod ends and ball joints and stuff, they hold your wheels in a line wherever you turn the steering wheel. Well, guess what? I didn't turn that steering wheel to the right, nor did I turn it to the left. I was trying to go straight on up the highway. Now, the normal route of the steering, that wheel should have turned out to the left once that ball joint broke. That should have been the normal route that that wheel should have took, causing me to flip because I could not have stopped the vehicle in time to, to not cause a flip because I didn't even know what had happened. So lo and behold, the vehicle was pulled safely to the side of the road. And I got out and looked at the tire, I'm like, how did that happen? The tire's normal route should have been to go to the left, which would have caused the vehicle at the speed that I was going to flip because I, it would have tried to slow itself down because now one wheel is going this way and the other wheel, because it, it pulled it, should have come and the vehicle should have just flipped. I should have flipped right on down the, the hill on the other side. But that vehicle came to a stop safely mind you, on the side of the road. So you saying the vehicle moved to the side safely. Not you. The vehicle. Ooh, there it is. <laughs> no traveling angels. <laughs> they real. Those angels are real. They very are very real. There's no way that vehicle should not have flipped right on down the hill at the middle. But God. tow truck driver said, I cannot believe I'm not pulling this this vehicle up out of the ravine with the body in it. Mm. He said that. When he saw that wheel, saw how it should have went turned, the, the, the rim itself busted in half. Oh my God. It, bust, it busted in half. It just broke. <laughs> that tells me that the centrifugal force of 
the uh, way and, and and direction that I was going, there's no way that wheel should have been turned to the to the right. Mm. No way. No way. I mean, because once the ball joint broke, what's 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 the hold the wheel? I'm still going straight ahead. Still going straight ahead. Cause that Fine. cause that ball joint is what that whole thing you're talking about. It helps steer the car. It most certainly do. So when it broke in two, it just yep, the wheel just snapped. should have flown out to the to the outside and the vehicle, which was going extremely fast. I'm not trying to deny that I I might I might have I might have been speeding the tidbit, <laughs> but the vehicle should not have pulled or been able to pull safely to the side of the road. No way. No way. When I got out and looked at the time, I'm like, what just happened? I mean, the tire looked like it was struggling. Mm. The I'm telling you, the tire looked like it was struggling. Oh, it was struggling. Like, I, it's not the way I'm supposed to go. Broke in half. I could not use it anymore. I could not use the tire anymore. When I pulled it out and looked at the tire, the tire was cut in half. Mm. So how was I able to steer that vehicle to the right? I have no idea. God, that's how. Hey. The angels. Woo. It was almost as if they picked me up and sent me over here. Like, oh, oh no. No, devil. <laughs> no. Not the day, devil. <laughs> and I mean, I know it might sound a little comical, but it was a miracle. Yes. Just even looking at how the wheel was turned. Even the tow truck driver. Mm. He came to get the car. He said, I just cannot believe that you were able to pull safety to the side of the road. He said, I just knew when they get when they gave me the call that I was gonna be pulling you up out that ravine. Oh my god. He said, with the body intact, still in the vehicle. Mm. Not standing out talking to him. Oh Jesus. So when I say that I know, that I know, that I know that it was nothing but God. Take my word for it. Mm. Believe that. Believe that. It was nothing but God. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I, I didn't even know what was going on. Mm. So uh, how, and, and I know I was flying. I know that for a fact. <laughs> but God, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, when I tell you that God knows how to bless you, to keep you, mm -hmm. make no mistake about it, he knows exactly what to do, how to get you out of stuff that would have taken you up out of you. Now, had it been left to the devil, I, I'm just, you know, living this life any kind of way I want and expecting God to... Uh, Keep me and watch over me and protect me. Could have been a different story. That's right. Could have been singing a different song. Because I know without a shadow of a doubt, I should have been taken out. Yeah. I should have never seen my little my baby girl born. Mm. But God. Thank you, Jesus. But God. So when I say that I'm blessed and highly favored, you better know I know what I'm talking about. 
there's no doubt in my mind that God loves me. Yes, he He's does. kept me through storms. He's kept me even when I didn't feel like I should have been kept. He watched over me. When I didn't think that he would. So, for this, I am so grateful. Make no mistake about it, I love the Lord. And I know that he loves me. Because he didn't keep me, he didn't protect me, just so that I could go back out and do what I feel like I want to do or big enough and bad enough to do. And I thank him. I give him the praise. It wasn't me. I'd be lying if I told you, oh, yeah, yeah, I just, you know, gracious and glad that the, the vehicle over to the side road, you know, you know, because I'm just that good. The devil is a lie. I'm not that good. I'm an okay driver, but I'm not that good. But God, and I just thank you allow me to tell some of my stories, not all, but some of my stories of the event that occurred in my life that got me the nickname Nine Lives. <laughs> Love you. Be blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Gift of Gab with your host, Karen D. Adams. You may find me on any podcast platform. Chat with you later.